All right, Ron, can you believe we are on day five of the cash flow tactics experience? What are your thoughts so far? Uh, Eye-opening. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting when I started this, but I will tell you what I've gotten out of it is not what I expected. Yep, me, me as well. And, and uh, you know, Ryan and Brad talk about mindset, skill set, and network. And through this experience, I feel like our mindset is a little bit different. Our skill set is a little bit better. And we're, our network has, has grown. And because we're, we're going to hang out with Ryan and Brad and the Cashflow Tactics team multiple times after this. Right. Right. No, I, uh, I, I, again, going back to that, I wasn't sure what I was getting into, right? But it was exactly what I needed, and it was what I was looking for, um, which is how to recapture my time. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone that you listen, uh, this episode is a little longer than we would prefer, but it's all gold conversation and so we couldn't cut a single second out of it. So uh, let's get to it. If you are like we were, stuck and searching. There is so much out there. We were searching and searching. So we decided to follow our passion of helping people achieve their goals, helping others that are feeling stuck. On this podcast, we plan to cut through all that noise, give you actionable steps from highly successful people so that you can have better foresight through others' hindsight. This is Hindsight Hacking. All right, everyone, welcome back to Hindsight Hacking, and this is day five, part five with Cashflow Tactics. Today, we are joined with by Ryan D. Lee and Bradley Gibb, instead of them doing their own solo episodes with us, and we are going to walk through what we've done this last week. We, Ron and I have both gone through Cashflow Tactics five-day challenge, and man, I know both of our eyes are opened and our minds were blown just a little bit, so I can't wait to get into this. Ryan, Brad, thank you so much for joining us again. What's up, guys? Thanks for having us back on. Oh, we're so excited. I, I, my mind was completely blown going through the whole process. My wife is a huge saver, right? And I'm like, hey, I think we're doing it wrong. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, let's just let's just talk about it for a minute. She's like, well, I go, no, like, I don't know all the answers, but I'm telling you we're not doing it right. Cause if you just do the math, I'm dead for like 20 years before I can have fun. Like that's not okay. Right. That's not okay. No. <laughs> I love that. So that, you know, I think, I think so many people come to that epiphany, you know, I'll never forget for me, uh, Ron, when I, when I came to it, I, I've always been taught to be a really good saver. In fact, I can't remember exactly what birthday it was, but it was like my 13th or 14th birthday my presence was a contribution to a Roth IRA for my parents. And I remember being so mad. I mean, I wanted something cool and I got some <laughs> stupid contribution, but like from a very young age, I was indoctrinated with this idea, idea of save, defer one day, right? And I remember when I started learning about this idea, I, I was reading the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Savers or Losers. And well, he talked about this idea that savers are losers. 
And at first I wanted to throw that book away. That was the first thing he talked about in there. And I wanted to throw that book away because it just violated so much of what was at the core of me. But then as I continued to read it and explore it and expand on that thought, um, it kind of hurt my feelings, right? I felt, oh man, I'm, I'm never going to make it, but I've got to stay disciplined to saving. And it's not that saving is bad. In fact, saving is the foundation of everything we do, but you need to know how to take that savings and put it into a position where it can build cash flow. What too many people fall in the trap of doing is they save, they put it in an account that they have no control over, they cross their fingers and they hope for one day. And that day never comes. So saving is the foundation. It's what you do with that savings and how you measure the success of where that money goes that really determines the outcome of you becoming free or not. Yeah, I, I know I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad way back uh, when I was, I don't know, probably 18. And I remember this, I caught a lot of the cash flow quadrant and all that stuff. But the savers are for losers piece. Like I personally glazed right over that. Like I, if, unless I reread it today, I wouldn't have realized it was in there. So it wasn't until you know, this past week that really getting the whole savers or for losers piece uh, made more sense. So, um, you know, you, you guys all kind of talk about that, that book is, do you feel that's kind of really a, your starting point, your owner's manual for uh, where you guys began to go? Yeah. Um, Brad, I don't know if you want to take that on. I'll, I'll tell you my story behind it. Um, you know, for me, I, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad. We're just not—we're not gonna let Brad talk. Brad's just gonna <laughs> pretty face on camera. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting out. You—you just—you're—you're you're taking the bait. Zzz, I'll reel it in. Just wait. We'll, we'll let the smartest go last. Um, so <laughs> here, here's how here's how it worked for me. You know, I, I read. So I mean, for me, you know, I really got. I, I just went down that traditional path. I got my college degree. I got my job. I started putting money in a 401k. I thought I was on track. I, you know, I took a lot of promotions. With every promotion I took. I felt like I was losing the, the life that I truly wanted in the pursuit of money and one day. And in 2008, you know, I, I remember right, right before 2008, my 401k had just crested $100,000. And somehow that made me feel wealthy. That made me feel like I was on track, right? I had $100,000 in a 401k. And that was very short-lived because right after that happened, 2008 rolled around. And the way I had put money into my 401k, I lost almost 80% of what I had saved in the 401k. Over the next six months, I just watched that thing fall like a rock. And you know, when you combine that with, with uh, me really feeling like I was stuck, I just, you know, I, was, I had all these promotions and they were taking me away from my family, taking me away from what I really wanted, living a purpose-driven life. And you know, I started examining what I was doing and could I actually do it? And, the crazy part about it for me, guys, I felt like I was the only one that lost money in the beginning. But then I started talking to all my coworkers, right? I was, you know, three to four, almost five years into the, the, the professional workspace at that point. And I, I remember I talked to people that I looked up to, people that I was aspiring to become one day. And I realized, man, they were doing the same thing I was doing. They were just as stuck as I was stuck. They had just lost all of their money and they had no hope of retirement. And they were 20 years ahead of me. And, you know, that really caused me to, to start to question the path that I was following. Now, at the time, I did a lot of corporate travel. And so I started using that corporate travel as uh, my new education, an opportunity to read, to learn. And I started going into books. And at first, I went into all the, you know, all the traditional stuff, right? I, I followed Jim Cramer. I bought, you know, foreign currency. I, it, was all the, it was all the alternative investing that's just the market plus one. 
And, you know, I rolled that roller coaster for like six months to a year of trying, you know, all these different strategies. And I still just felt like I had no control over the outcome. But I'll never forget when I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it was like a light bulb went on for me. And for the first time, I realized that everything I thought I knew about money was wrong. And the only way I would get what I want is if I came to realize and face those, those inaccuracies with my understanding of money and started to do the exact opposite. And that's where everything started for me as I read that book and it opened up a whole new paradigm of what money is, what it represents and what I truly needed to do to get the, the, the freedom I was craving. And so back to when you guys asked the question of like, okay, is, is, is rich dad, poor dad, the, the, the owner's manual, if you will, of all of this. And you know, we, we called our company Cashflow Tactics on purpose because there is a huge gap between the theory that's in a book like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like it, I, I think for a lot of people, I'm included, I'm definitely, it was one of the earliest books I read that started to wake me up to say, wait a minute, there's another, there's a whole nother world here that no one ever talks about, right? But then I, I liked, when I read that book, especially, I'm still the kind of person I like just steps to follow. There were no there were no steps to follow. There isn't like, okay, now go do whatever, right? It, it was very open. And so Ryan and I, and then meeting Jimmy a little later on, that, that's, that's how we actually came together was saying, all right, I've seen this. I'm trying it. I'm running into roadblocks. I don't understand what he means by this. I don't know where to go here. And so we had to create our own roadmap to, to figure out how to navigate this. And fortunately, the three of us kind of came together and, and were able to use um, kind of each other to be able to do that. And now we feel like we've turned around behind us and left all the breadcrumbs of what we've followed to, to actually implement that, help people see what steps need to be taken and, and how, how we can take action in moving that forward. So those books, that book and many others fundamentally shifted the way that we looked at it. And then we've come in and built that next layer of, great, let's dive in, let's build a game plan, let's start taking action, what are the steps, off we go. I think... I think anyone that's an entrepreneur has read that book. And like you said, there was zero steps after that. You're like, Oh, that's an awesome book. So many principles. Uh, now what do I do? Right. <laughs> right? Yep. Um, and what I loved about your guys's five day action steps. And it, not only one, it, it, you guys dove right in and you're like, here's step one. This is what you have to do. Like, and you opened our eyes, like boom, boom, right away. Yeah. And, and so, like I said, so much so, you know, I was talking to my wife about it and, and I know Corey and I have had multiple conversations about it. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful how you guys put it together. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I mean, you guys married a bunch of crazy financial numbers to something that makes sense to just the common person that just wants to have their time back. Yeah. Well, Ron, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, we're, we're big believers that you can't lead what you don't live. And we kind of joke about this, but this is the truth. I mean, when Brad and I met, we weren't teaching what we teach in Cashflow Tactics to other people. We were trying to figure it out ourselves. We were trying to figure out how we become free. And man, if we could go back and talk to younger self, man, the, the lessons we would have taught ourselves because Honestly, we, we made every mistake in the book. Between me, Brad, and Jimmy, we made every mistake in the book. Um, and, and along the way, we were able to eliminate most of the conventional thinking. Well, Ryan, really Ryan, made, more, Ryan made more mistakes than I did. Just, I did. Just, I, yeah. I, and that's, you know, that's the benefit <laughs> of being a quick start. I made, I made literally every mistake in the book. 
And then, you know, bringing those mistakes to Brad, we were able to combine math and science and formula to outcomes. And, and when, we, when we deliver these, these tools inside of this challenge, I don't believe anyone else out there at all is talking remotely anything close to what we talk about. And that's because most people out there aren't free themselves, which means they can't lead something, they can't teach something that they don't fundamentally understand themselves. So when you guys went through that challenge, all we did is we walked ourselves back 10 years ago and said, man, what would I want to know to accelerate my path to financial freedom? And those are the exercises that we took people through to help fundamentally change your, your perspective around money, eliminate 97% of the, the scarcity-minded thinking around investing, and focus on the 3% of things that actually work. Yeah, I think, you know, day one, uh, one of the, the pieces that I loved um, and, you know, one it's going to be like, I'll be 88 years old before I retire. So, uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, we'll see if I can still walk back by then. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get you one of those cruise ship, um, I was, you know, cabins. Perfect. perfect. I, I was, a hor I was horrified going through it that it was going to say like 123. I was like, Oh my gosh, please don't be in the hundreds. Please don't be in the hundreds. But, uh, but, but back to one of the things I loved was, your mindset, skill set, and network, right? Like you, you talk about those three things and you're like, wait a minute, that's, that's not talking about money at all, right? You know, but, but again, we all need to make sure our mindset is right. We're not in the scarcity mentality. We know the things we want, right? Like it's, it's so much more than you go to the 97% advisors, right? And you, and they say, okay, here's, here's your rate of return and, and there's the hope and pray, right? Like, you know, it, it's so much more to that, that first piece that is never talked about in regards yeah. to financial planning. And Brad, you want to speak to that? Yeah, that's like the, the idea here behind the challenge was the, like a phrase comes to mind. I don't know where I heard this or what saying this is, but like you can't get out of a way of, of training you can't see coming, right? Like, and so it, it, it really was to just get clear about where we really are and what game we're trying to play and how those outcomes come about. So we stripped out our opinions. We stripped out the emotion. We just really just looked at, we set up a target that was financial freedom in 10 years or less, because that's, that's what we did. That was what was possible. That's what we're trying to prove is correct. And then we just measured against that standard very simply and just said, and we looked at it a couple of different ways to where what we wanted out of this was so that we stopped lying to ourselves, right? We, that's what we do all the time is we always just say, well, next time will be better or this won't happen again or I'm on pace and if I just wait long enough, like we can tell all these stories and create what we want to be a reality. But along with that idea that you can't get out of the way of a train you can't see coming, the laws also don't care what you think. Like if you don't understand gravity, gravity don't care, right? Like you are subject to that law, whether you understand it or not. And so the idea was to get clear about the fundamental frameworks of what it takes to be financially free, not to make money, not to pick stocks, right? Not to have a pretty portfolio, but to be financially free and then measure against that standard. And just how are we doing? Right. Well, and, I'll yeah. keep going, Brad. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So here's, here's, here, I mean, I remember clearly when we put this together, you know, we sat down and we talked about the outcome. Right, because we're all, I think, I think every person that's going to listen to this podcast and resonate with this message, we all want the same thing. We want to have an element of control over our life and the time that we have here on this earth. And we want to live somewhat of a purpose-driven life. We all feel like we're called and able to do more than 
many of us are currently doing right now. And money's the thing that holds us back. And if you look to the world, everyone tries to solve the money problem external to you, the individual. Well, invest here, use this mutual fund, this stock picking strategy, this tax break, this whatever. It's all external to you. And what that ultimately ends up creating is a reactionary um, dependent culture where they're just hoping that all these solutions external to them work in their favor and everything lines up and the stars align on one day it works out. We feel like in order to truly be free, which is what we're talking about, being free, freedom starts on the inside. Freedom is creating a level of certainty inside of you and you are the only thing separating where you're at today and where you want to be. It's not the next tool, the not, not the next stock tip, not the vault, not even real estate, not even the tools that we teach, it's you. And the faster you can upgrade your mindsets, your skill sets, and your network, the faster your life will change. And then the tools like the vault, like cash flowing real estate, like the things we teach in, in cash flow tactics, those just become tools in the hands of someone who's capable to use them to get an outcome. Without that, if you go invest in real estate and vaults, we've seen this happen with many people. They come in and they use the tools, but they don't upgrade their mindset, skill sets, or network. And guess what? Just like anything else, they don't truly get what they want. They don't truly become free and they feel dependent. And they call us up all the time saying, well, what should I do next? And guess what our answer is? You need to figure that out. You have the principles. You get to go back to mindset, skill sets, network, because you'll never be free if you rely on me. Well, and that's, that's, that's what make you guys, makes you guys so different. You're giving a framework um, that fits in other people's worlds and not my way is the only way because you're not in their life. You're not where they're at. You know, I think one of the shows we talked about, uh, Brad, I think you mentioned it, uh, where Tony Robbins asked the wrong question, right? It's how did, when you had nothing, how did you get a billion dollars? I don't care what you're doing with a billion dollars because I don't have a billion dollars, right? I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Um, you know, and just, just the idea of the amount of money that I need to replace was so much different than what I actually thought I needed to replace after going through your guys' five-day challenge. Yeah. I think that was eye-opening for me, for sure. Well, if, if you guys are okay with it, I want to turn the show back on you guys. And so you guys just finished up the five-day challenge. What, what were your takeaways? What are your action steps? Like walk us through, uh, walk the listeners through, I guess, because I can say it from my perspective, but I love it coming from your guys's fresh perspective of just having completed as, as you went through, what were the takeaways? How did the exercises go? What surprised you? Um, yeah. If you're willing to share that, I mean, you were sharing inside of our group, which was awesome to see. And I told you this already, your gift game is strong. It was great. Very I had to use the Dr. Strange reference, man. That's my favorite. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I think that'd be super powerful to not learn from me and Ryan right now, but for a second from you guys of like, explain what the challenge was in your own words, what you got from it and what you're now going to do. Yeah. It's, Corey, you want to go? I'll go here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I was, I'm part of this group uh, of, of uh, the millions of Americans that are probably getting laid off, let go, or in my case, furloughed. Um, and so, uh, and I know we, we all talked about like, this is not happening to me, right? Like, it's not the mentality that I'm having. Like, this is just, this is going to help catapult me into that next step. And, and so to go through the challenge, right, as I don't have actual income coming in, um, you know, it was interesting because, you know, before I'm like, hey, I've got to make, you know, my, my salary. Um, but, but honestly, all I got to make is 
like four, $4,000 a month and I never have to go back again, right? Like I just need to bring home that cash and, and I, I don't have to go back to that awful job again. And so like that's, that was kind of the one piece that, uh, well, not the one piece, but that was one of the many pieces that I love. Like A, the mindset, skill set, um, and network is like forever ingrained in my head. And then the piece that I only need that 4K um, to bring home to where I can then do what I want, right? And, and I'm, I'm partially lucky. My wife, she has a normal job, um, but she gets to work from home. And it's an amazing job. She loves her boss. She loves what she does. She works with charter schools and she, she submits to her 401k because there's a, a match and all that. And like, she's not going to change that. That's like the flex, amount of flexibility that she has. The, the fact that through all this, like her job and her life isn't necessarily changing other than the fact that now I'm here and so are our kids. Right. And so we just have to, <laughs> but, um, but so for me, like all I want and all I've needed for a long time is I need to go and make now I know, which I didn't before. I just need to bring home $4,000 cash to, to make sure we live the life that we've been living outside of that. Like then all my time will be exactly owned and, and, and $4,000 is not that much. Love that, that Corey. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That was, that was such a powerful, powerful realization for me back in the day as well. Because with this retirement mentality, we get these big numbers and it becomes overwhelming and it's, and no one really actually has a target in mind. And so it's just this nebulous idea of one day, but when you know exactly what it takes, we call that foundational freedom, right? It's your strike number. That's all you need to go on strike. Now that might not give you your ideal lifestyle, but that'll get you moving to a target that's digestible. That's realistic. That's something that's within your site. And then, then you can always, then it becomes a lifestyle, right? If you want to increase your expenses because you want to travel more or you want to move to a house or your kids are growing up or whatever it might be, you know, then you know what lever to pull on the other side to stay ahead of that, that, that curve. But it just becomes a lifestyle. But knowing your strike number and knowing that it's not nearly as far as what you might, might want to, you know, once thought, it makes it, it makes it actionable at that point. Yeah. Just trying to piggyback in on Corey. I think, for me, I really loved the ease that you guys put it in. So again, you know, I talked about it a little bit where, you know, I, my wife has been begging me to get a financial advisor and I'm like, I, that doesn't seem fun to me. Well, it just doesn't seem like, I don't want to go sit and listen to somebody. Right. I was like, that's not fun, but you guys made it fun, relevant, easy to digest, um, every day had a little worksheet. You had the calculator, which I loved. The numbers don't lie. That's the best way to put it, right? And I was so scared. I mean, mine was 70, 75.6, right? So almost my 76th birthday, I can chill out and retire. And hopefully I, I'm having fun, but at least it wasn't 100. But I, again, for me, it was walking through and understanding how much you truly need to get the lifestyle that you currently have, not, not the dream lifestyle or any of that stuff. Like you just said, what you're currently at, like mine's 6,800 bucks because my wife's a stay at home mom. I have child support. So there's certain things that I, that are non-negotiables that I have to pay. Mm -hmm. Right. So if I have that, that's a lot less than what I bring home. So 
that's easily digestible where like Corey said, you can put a couple of things together and stack those up and there you go. Right. And, and you're not trading your time for money. Like I've done for years and years and years expecting a different result that just never mm-hmm. comes. That never comes. Ah, it's so, Oh, it's so good to hear you guys say this. Cause we, we like, so we worked, it's a free challenge, but we worked really, really hard to, to do exactly what you're saying. Cause when we started putting it together, Ryan and Jimmy said, Brad, go lock yourself in the basement, and build a bunch of spreadsheets. And I was like, sweet. I'm on it. Cause I love spreadsheets. And so I built all these spreadsheets and brought it back to Jimmy and Ryan. I was like, ta-da, this is amazing. And they just looked at it. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, guys, like this, this has everything. It's amazing. And they're like, no, make it dumber, make it dumber, make it dumber. I don't get it. And then Jimmy was being like, when are they going to do something? Stop talking about it. How are they going to do something? So it was this combination of like, the math needs to be there. What is the outcome we're trying to get? And how can we actually move us toward doing something that you're right. I think we're, we've stumbled, not stumbled, but we've intentionally reverse engineered or designed the only challenge or the only analysis that answers the question that you really want, right? Not the question of like, what's the best stock to pick or what's the best portfolio or what account should I use the best? Like it's, it's just right down to how do I become free? What, what is, you know, what does free mean? What's working? What's not working? What does my plan look like? Right. And we just, we, we cut out all the rest of the information or analysis that might make us look smart, right? Like I can do super complex calculations that would make me look really, really smart, but it's not going to make you any more free. And so we really tried to boil it down just to, to that so that after going through and I want to ask you guys this question um, or just confirm for me if this is true, can you even see the world of money the same way you did five days ago? No. You never get to go back. No, no. Sorry, not sorry, but you can't ever go back. You can't see the world the same way, right? No, that's why I was trying to get my wife to understand. I was like, you got to get through this. So I was like, here, just, just watch this. <laughs> awesome. I'll tell you what, that, that will come with time. Honestly, that's one of the biggest discussions that we have inside of our mastermind networks. You know, we get one person that, that fills the pain enough around money to, you know, go through a challenge, to watch some videos, to get a game plan, to set something up. We, off, we highly, highly encourage you know, spouses to be together, but I'd say about 50% of the time it's one person leading the charge. And in the beginning, and it was the same way with my, my, with my wife, you know, I had tried so many things and I was so stuck and she trusted me one more time and just said, okay, I'm not trusted, but she let me have permission, I guess, to a certain extent, one more time to say, okay, just go do it. I know you're stuck, but go do it. And then over time she started to see results. And that's what started to open up her mindset because everything else there was up and down roller coaster at work. It didn't, um, we're making money. We're losing money. Everything's great. Everything sucks, you know? And, and, uh, it was this roller coaster, but once she started seeing consistent results and it took about 18 months to, to two years, she saw it was working. And then rather than me forcing it, she was coming to it, asking questions. How do we do it? And then, man, I'll tell you what, one of the most powerful things, once we were able to sit down together, and get clear the two of us what we wanted together. Oh man, it blew it up. It blew it up because that o- o- opened up some some difficult and interesting conversations of what my version of financial freedom was and what her version was. And we weren't very far off, but it 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 really opened us up to say how do we work together to get an outcome that we want and how do we build and live a life that matters and and it truly made money a tool. And honestly, those cr- those create some of the most interesting date nights ever when we can sit down and say what do we want? 
why do we want that thing and who do we have to become? What do we have to do to create that life? And oh man, when you're aligned with your spouse and that takes time, but when you're aligned with your spouse and money is a tool for the two of you, there's no limit to what you can build. And that's why we call our, our people inside of our community empire builders because you're building your empire. So one thing that, that, uh, that I love is you like being financially free in 10 years or less. Like it's not a get rich quick thing, right? But it's also still a reasonable time for somebody that's in their fifties, right? Like it's still something that's accessible and, and attainable and reachable, right? Like obviously now, I mean, it took you to, it, it might've taken you guys 10 years, but um, with everything that you've learned, you know, like, do you still feel 10 years is the right time for everyone? Like, where's kind of your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's great. I mean, we, we tacked in or less on purpose, right? So, um, we've had people that have done it in 18 months. We've had people that they don't scratch it in nine years, right? It, it all comes back to you. And this is why it comes down to like the principles work regardless of who you are. So if you want to go faster, then who do you have to become, right? I mean, once Brad and I really dialed this in, it took me four years, four years to walk away from, my, from a six-figure job for me. But I had to become fundamentally a different person to achieve that reality. On paper, it was barely possible. In reality, I got to be the X factor and upgrade my mindsets, my skill sets, my network, and, and take what was barely possible in 10 years on a, on, on a spreadsheet and do it in four. So we say 10 years or less because mathematically it's almost impossible if you follow our system to not become free. But the faster, like the more resources you have and the faster you're willing to upgrade your mindset, skill sets, and network, the, the faster it'll go. I mean, like, like I said, we've had people that do it in months. We've had people that take years. It's just, it's up to you. And, and the other reason why we left that longer time frame was to try to communicate what you're talking about. This is not, this is not a get rich quick scheme. There, there are ways that you could accumulate more money this way, but having, as you guys saw in the challenge, having more money doesn't necessarily equate to owning your time, right? So we wanted to help people understand that this is something that you need to build that, that, that is going to last, right? That this isn't, this isn't a one-off thing that, that will change or is based on the current market. It needs to be a long enough time frame that we know life is gonna happen, things are gonna adjust and change, and we also didn't want the emphasis to just be on money, right? You won't see us except maybe once in a while, Jimmy making fun of people doing lamb chops poses on cars. Like you won't see cars, you won't see mansions, you won't see that kind of stuff. You'll see us doing this or us with our kids or us in the mountains, us living the lives that we want to live. And if we, if we, the, the 10 years framework allows us to strike a balance. It allows us to continue to live today on purpose while still building the system that's going to deliver financial freedom later on. And, and we come back to this concept a lot with people when, when somebody comes in and says, I'm, I'm, I'm totally committed. I'm all in. I'm going to do this in four years. I pump the brakes with them. And we all do. We pump the brakes with them and say, whoa, whoa, whoa let, like, let's be clear. Let's not trade one year for nine. Right. And the concept there is, is if I gave you a plan with 10 and, and you want it to be nine, well, don't sacrifice the nine years by, by delaying and putting everything off and not having any fun and not enjoying anything and not investing in yourself to get one extra year, right? Like, don't make that mistake where it's, it's better to enjoy some of the things, 
pursue something like live life now, even if it takes us a couple of extra years to, to be financially free, because the quality of our life while we're doing it is so vastly better. And Ryan, you and I, by all three of us really learned this because we, we went into our dark mode sometimes of like, I'm not spending anything. I'm all, everything is focused on saving work, 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 never going to spend a penny. The Blair, like that's, even if we did that, we would, and one quote unquote one, we'd still lose because we lost the time that actually matters. Like this is when my kids are young. This is when I get to build memories in my house. These are, these are the times that I'm really actually living. So even though 10 years might seem close, we still never trade that. We never trade nine years for one, right? It, it's still at a pace that allows us to, to, to strike that balance. That makes sense. Yeah, I love that. I think I'm going to touch base a little bit on the social media stuff that you said. Uh, gosh, mm -hmm. Corey, I think you'll remember this. I made a post last year where I had a cup of coffee and there just happened to be a brand new Ferrari in the parking lot. And I stood by the license plate that it was new <laughs> and I just took a picture holding my cup. Everyone assumed I bought a new Ferrari, right? And I was yeah. like, it's not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> it's not just mine, right? Well, but but how much is out there that is just not true? It's just not no. true. Or just because you have X, Y, and Z money, is that truly what drives you to make you happy, right? I think your whole, your whole five days hasn't really been about go make more money, go make more money. It's about how do you take that time back? How do you take that time back? How do you, how do you get your time back and how much time do you truly own because that's the only non-replaceable thing on the planet, period, right? And I've told, yep. I've told this to my wife because I look at money much differently than her. Uh, I'm like, you can always make more money. I can't go get those two hours of my life back that I had to go watch do X, Y, and Z, right? Um, so I, I think that was eye-opening and how much time I thought I owned. And then again, through your calculator and how much time I, I truly do have. I only, I, I originally put it up there with my wife's information and I took it out. Uh, it was just mine. And I maybe own six months, maybe. That's, yep. that's, that's on a positive note, right? Um, so that was opening. My strike number was something that's attainable. But at the same time, my current pace is nowhere near going to get me there. So again, just how you're able to put it in understandable terms, like I recommend the, this five-day challenge. I mean, it's free, so what does anyone have to lose? Mm -hmm. To go through it just to get your eyes open. Yeah. Well, Ron, you, you mentioned some gold there, and I'm, I'm so excited. So before we started this podcast, we opened up the Academy, which is the next step in your evolution. Um, this is the most fundamental, comprehensive financial and life training you will ever find. And you mentioned a couple of things there. And I'm going to go back to this idea of the matrix because I believe from the top down, we are exactly, exactly. From the top down, we're trained, taught, and educated to find happiness in things, right? Sure. Trade, your, trade the best days, months, and years of your life at a job you probably don't like. Yep. Take what money you have, buy stuff that you probably don't care about in the long run and just constantly hope for one day. And you know, that's, that's all the advertising, all of the, the dreams, everything out there is, Hey, you'll find happiness on the, you know, driving that Ferrari or driving this next car. Now that there's nothing intentionally bad or good about a car, 
But guys, the reality of it is you'll never find happiness or true, truly fulfillment in things. You'll find happiness first and foremost in freedom and living an intentional life. And if part of that intentional life is driving a Ferrari and you have a financial plan that supports it and justifies it, then awesome. That's a tool to enhance what you want. But if you go and try to buy the Ferrari looking for happiness, what most people do is they buy, not can they afford the thing. They ask themselves, can I afford a payment? Right? Can I afford the, the monthly payment on that Ferrari for whatever amount of years, just like I bought my mortgage and how I pay my credit cards and all of these things. When you make those decisions of can I afford the payment, not the thing, that further enslaves you, further entraps you, further requires you to go trade time for dollars to make the payments on the things that you bought. Yep. And it just it becomes this perpetuating cycle that just entraps and ensnares people. And then they get to the point where they're so hopeless that they don't believe it's ever possible for them. So they start to look for answers external and they rely on government and social security and all the things that are external to them. And again, that's that, that fundamentally destroys the freedom that they're craving. So for us, I mean, that's why we really punch people in the gut and most people don't want to hear our message and we get that, but the people that aren't afraid of doing some work and that aren't afraid of becoming a per the person that merits freedom and they love it. Like they love it because no, you know, the people in our community aren't looking for a shortcut. They're just looking for a framework, a path that works. And that's who we're trying to attract. We're not trying to attract people yep. that, hey, get rich overnight. It's easy because it's not. I mean, we, we joke about this all the time. On the marketing, we have to make it sound <laughs> like it's doable and it 100% is. But when we get people inside of our masterminds, I think the number one message we reinforce is become the person required. Yes. Rise up. Like that's what it is. Love yep. it. Love it. You, we joke, uh, we joke about it all the time. We're like, you thought you were coming here to learn money, but instead we're forcing personal development down your throat. Because <laughs> oh! <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't, I mean, what you want, it, no matter what, whether it's money or anything else, it's, it's outside of your current capability by definition, because I don't, because I don't have something, it's because it's outside of my current capability. And it's, it always comes back to understanding the framework that's going to get us there and then how do we grow to become the person that can operate that framework to get what we want it's it's the same path for personal development or growing a business or having having a successful marriage being good parents it's all it's all the same framework we've just taken that and applied it to money to be honest yeah mindset skill set network right <laughs> who are we going to become so um yep. Ryan, you started talking about the matrix. I thought you were going to, you know, compliment Brad Neo up there. So, hmm. um, but, but yeah, definitely it's so many of us, um, just do the same things over and over and over. Right. And that, so again, puts me in the matrix front mindset, right? Like just trying to get people to do the same thing over and over and over until, you know, something changes. Right. Yeah. And some changes. We got to be able to see what's around us that is hidden from view currently. Right. And that's it really is. Yeah. What, what yeah. this was all about. So, well, so you guys now have your podcast. Uh, you're probably 10, 12 episodes in. 12th um, one live today. Yep. Nice. Nice. Uh, I think I'm on episode 10 or 11. Um, and then you've got your Facebook group, Cashflow Tactics, um, it, within that Facebook community. You've, you've got the five day challenge. You mentioned, Ryan, that the academy is the next step in, in Ron and I's evolution. Um, you know, really what's, what's everything that you guys, um, are doing? What, what, you know, so obviously come into your community, your world through the Facebook and do the five day challenge. Um, but kind of like what else is out there that you guys give, um, you know, or offer for your community? Brad, you want to take that? Yeah. So like you said, we got the, like the, the 
we wanted, like, if you'd met us 10 years ago, like we would have had to tie you to a chair and just like download information like 10 hours and force feed it down your throat to be able to, because it was spreadsheet waterboarding. It, it oh my really, gosh. It really <laughs> was because it, we were trying to take this, this big, huge concept of financial freedom and everything that goes with it. And what Ryan, Jimmy and I had done for 10 years and I try to squeeze it into somebody's brain over like a, a one month time period. It was just, it was a little bit too much. Right. So we've taken pieces of that, the pieces that, that show us the world the way it really is, expose the frameworks that we need to be following those pieces. And we do that through, like you said, the podcast, the five day challenge, the Facebook group, the Facebook group is really the center hub because it brings together the, the training and knowledge, some of the action steps, but then also social proof that other people are doing this and, and how they're applying it. And it starts to really show the breadth of the application. Um, so, so we, that's like, we want people in there and just experiencing it and running around in there and, and, and getting an idea of what's going on. Then we pose the question to them, how fast do you want to go? And, and in life, there's kind of three paths that you can always take. And we have very similar paths. You can do the DIY, do it yourself path. Knowledge is cheap. Knowledge is, is next to free. And ours is the same we, Like knowledge is, 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 and, and really should be fairly cheap. So you can get the Academy that we talked about. There's a hundred modules. It's all the things that, that Ryan, Jimmy and I know about money. We turned a camera on and talked until there were no more ideas and everything's there. Like it's, it's all there and you can do it on your own. And that's great. Some people are in that stage where either they can't take a lot of action and they need to be upgrading their, their mentality or the mindset, or they're just the type of person that wants to, wants to, to figure out how to implement them themselves. That's great. Then we've got the next one that's done with you, right? Where you're still in a position where you're going to be doing most of the work, but you've got guidance as we go along. Cause the one thing we know is going to happen once we get a game plan built and, and you start off on your, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed and off in to conquer the world, you're going to run into unique scenarios or circumstances or things that come along the way that, that you, you've not yet had to deal with. And so your capacity to do that has run out. And so then we, that's what we've created a, a second level in our community where we do weekly live calls, where we're on with our group, guiding them through, getting them unstuck. We've got another level of a, of a one level more private Facebook group where it's really for those people that are in the trenches implementing so that they can, they can ask questions in a little bit more private and, and get better answers there. And we keep them moving along. Okay. And then there's the third level that's done for you. This is the one where it's like, look, I've, I've got more time than, or more money than time. I want this done. I want it done now and, and just bring everything. And that's where Ryan, Jimmy and I are the quarterback of your game plan. We bring our network to the table, the people that we're working with to implement. We, we have that assembled and we just plug you right in to the seat and we can run fast and, and implement everything else. So there's those three levels and, and, and there isn't a right or wrong level. We created them all because they're all necessary, right? And then it's just, you get to self-select to kind of pick which of those make the most sense to get that moving. But before we could even know which level makes the most sense, all roads lead to a game plan mm -hmm. because this has to be personalized. Finance is personal. There, like anytime a guru stands on stage or is interviewed and says, everybody that hears me should do X, Y, Z, run for the hills, right? If, if they're talking product, we, we use the analogy that like in the medical world, there's this saying that says, 
prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. Like, and that makes total sense. Like if a doctor got up on stage and said, everybody should take this medication, we'd know he's a quack. Like, wow, that's so wrong. Of course you can't just say- Snake oil, snake oil. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, that, but that's what's being done in the financial space. They're saying everybody, I don't care who you are, how much you make or where you're at in life, everybody should put money in a 401k. Same exact problem is what goes on in the medical world. So we, as we learn the, the framework and the formula, we get clarity, we start to see that we can, like, there's still some education there, but the, all roads lead to sitting with a coach trained on our team in the formulas to say, let's take your information, plug it in and get you your first, like we set 10 year outcomes, 12 month objectives, and then we break those 12 month objectives into clear, concise, actionable 90 day targets that are customized to where you need to start based on your circumstances. Then from there, you can take that empowered direction to do it yourself. We can guide you through building and putting your network together and taking, taking the right action steps. Or if it makes sense, we plug you right in and we write shotgun and, and we take you down the path. I, I, I love that. So it instantly put a matrix thing in my head where Neo's in the chair and gets plugged in. He goes, I know Kung Fu right? <laughs> All of a sudden now, you know, but uh, I'm going to bring us back to the five day challenge for a second. You know, um, as I got into, I think it was day three where you've taken all of that information you just shared with everybody and all that hard work and the washboarding and put it in the core <laughs> four P4, right? The pillars. And yep. so when I'm filling those out, um, I was excited at first because uh, when you get it, there's some information already filled out. I was like, Oh, it's not that bad. And then I was like, Oh, nope, that's not me. Oh, nope, that's not me. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I have nothing there. You know? And it was, I, I think I put sad puppy on, uh, on, in the Facebook group because <laughs> I, I, I couldn't I remember that sad puppy. It made me sad looking at that sad puppy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that all, all the investing, all the 401k, all this other stuff, I was nowhere near closer to the end game yeah. that I thought I was going towards. Right. Ron, I, I got to tell you, man, that's why most people are stuck. Like when you can start to look at the world of money through the lenses of the core four and four pillars, you, you realize and understand why, why we say 97% of traditional financial advice isn't just not working. It's dangerous. It's yes. misleading and it's outright wrong. Because you'll never get what you want. You'll never be in control. You'll never be able to be financially free, let alone in 10 years or less. And so like our goal with the core four and four pillars is to literally give you a scoreboard. And because all the time we live in, in one of the most abundant, not but one of the most, the most abundant time in the history of this world, right? If, if you said, you raise your hand and say, I want to go, I want to invest today. You can get on Google and have literally hundreds of options available. Yeah. And what happens to most people is having so many options overwhelms them and they a don't do anything or b they turn to the crowd and they just say well everyone's running that direction that's the direction that i ought to be going and so the core four and the four pillars is literally meant to say look for all of the options out there how do you eliminate 97 percent of the distractions they don't apply to you if right. you want freedom in 10 years or less turn your brain off your most valuable resource that you have outside of your time is your attention focus your attention on the things that work 
Yeah. That's what the, the core four and the four pillars are meant to do is just it, investing is so easy now for us. And, and this is one of my favorite things inside of the community, right? After we get done brainwashing people, they have a game plan. They go through it. You know, this, it takes sometimes usually three, six, sometimes a year, but like after they've gone through it and they've had some success, they've had some results, everything's working. Inevitably they come back and they say, okay, what's next? What, what, what's after the core four and four pillars? What's next? And guess what we tell them? Nothing. Yeah. Repeat it. Double down. And guess what? Go live your life. Go live your life. And, and it's so funny. Like that's one of the hardest things for people to swallow is, oh my gosh, it's working. I don't have to stress about money anymore. Uh oh, now what? Now what? Now what? I've been kidding. Now what? Right? right? Yes. Well, we, we have been in like a, a great at Ricardo Ryan comes to mind on this. Like when he got in our community, he wanted to talk to me every single day. Like for six months, I was getting a message or an email or a Voxer from him every single day. And then after about six months, sort of just like dropped off. I didn't hear from him for like three or four months. And I reached out to him. I was like, hey, Ricardo, what's going on? He's like, oh, well, after about six months, you made investing super boring. And so I took up hobbies and I took my wife to Egypt and I've done all this other stuff. And I'm like, yes, yes, that is exactly what we want. Yeah. He's like, we made it so boring that he's like, ah, I went back to all the stuff I used to do and think about yeah, that, that I wasn't anymore because I was stressing about money. Well, it's, it's interesting. So there's only, you know, before your guys' course or your five-day challenge, I felt there was only one position on the planet that you could be wrong all the time and no one cares. It was the weatherman, right? <laughs> right. The weatherman yep. always wrong. They, they don't get in trouble for it. They don't get written up. Hey, you like, said, yeah, the weather. Yeah. You know, you said it was going to snow. It didn't. Here's a write up. Two more write ups. You're fired. Sorry. Um, but you know what? Now that I'm looking at this a little differently, financial advisors are pretty much the same as a weatherman. Yeah. That's all they that know. Like, that's awesome. Guess they, how they trick you. No, that's what they're taught. Yeah. Well, that, but guess how they trick you, right? Because guess what? If you call your financial advisor right now and say, oh my gosh, everything is crashing. It's not working. What, it, what is the number one thing? Hold. Hold. <laughs> you're, you're invested for the long run. Come yeah. back and talk to me in 30 years yeah. and then we'll figure out if I'm really wrong. And by that time, that person's gone. You're in a whole different, there's no accountability in that. There's zero Correct. accountability. Correct. Yep. Well, and so, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to ask, like, it's, I, just, I love the core for uh, mentality and, and everything. And so I was just going to ask, like, if, you know, produce, protect, profit, profit. prosper, right? Like, if you were going to say, hey, person I've never met, you need to go produce. Like, what's the step? What's the action that, that, that you try to get someone to, to go and, and execute on that? Great question. We're actually running a side hustle challenge starting tomorrow for all the people that need to learn how to produce more, but it goes back. There you go, Corey. But it goes back to the three things, mindset, skill set, network. If you don't have enough money in your life, like if if you're looking at the results of your life and you realize I'm on, this is unacceptable, then there's something wrong in your mindset and you need to start investing there. You need to be able to have a vision of a, of a life that's possible that is different from what you have right now. Then you need to, need to be able to extract that mindset and make it physical. Anything that was like the iPhone right here, Steve Jobs dreamed this thing up. It was in his mind before it ever became a reality. So mindsets then need to be translated to a skill set that's transactable in the world. 
right? And, and we teach all about dollars follow value. And man, I can't wait for you guys to go through the producer revolution module. Man, it's just, it's gonna, you think you had your mind blown, you haven't even started. Um, but then that one, and then after that, it's your network. Because the biggest thing, you know, when I first started this whole path to becoming financially free, I, I second guessed myself over and over and over again because I was alone and everyone around me said I was crazy. And by myself, I felt crazy. But when I finally got connected with other like-minded individuals, people like Brad, I started to realize, well, if that guy can do it, I can do it. If that person can do it, I can do it. And what happened is through the results of other people, my beliefs started to become elevated. And I, and I realized all I have to do is what that, that guy's doing right there. If I can do that and he's kind of dumb, I, I should be at least, I should be able to at least duplicate some of that, right? And so, man, mindset, skill sets, network, that's where it starts. And then we, then we take that, that mentality and we put it into, a, into a, a mindset of production and we teach you how money literally is a tool, how to create value, how to exchange value and to, and to use money as an indicator of success. Love it, love it. And, and I, I cannot wait to go through it. And I think we've, we've got some ideas on how to share that with both our audiences a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so we will kind of touch on that. Corey, what other takeaways do you have that kind of was eye opening? I know Corey and I have had endless conversations going through it. Cause again, we're not by ourselves. And I think that makes us unique where, you know, he's married, I'm married, but we're working on something together like you guys are. And so we, we kind of, talk to each other and we're both going towards the same goal just in different lives right but it's easier when you have someone else to corroborate with you know so yeah i mean again my my takeaways a i, I always knew there was something wrong with with the way investing happened before and i just never knew what it was mm -hmm. and so to go through the challenge and to to really get the mindset skill set uh, network mentality. And that's, that's literally been the path that I've been on for the last year. Um, and so, but not framed around money, not framed around investing. And so it's been awesome to kind of bridge that gap. Um, you, you know, and then the realization of that strike number being lower than, than I really thought, like, gosh, I can go, I'll go design four four websites for $4,000. So you know what I mean? Like I could, I could do so much to get that low of a number to then plan how do I grow my net worth? And, and so, you know, but be home and be present. And, and that, you know, my lifestyle doesn't change. We live in the house we want to live in. My, you know, we, we travel a couple of times a year and we, we do what we want when we want. And so to have that number be so low, it's, it's like just mind boggling that I'm still trading so much time that I was trading so much time for that little amount of money that I actually need. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Corey, I'll tell you what, one of our favorite parts of this entire process, and this is why we wanted to create a community. We did it again selfishly because we felt alone. And then we started realizing there's other people, there's not many, but there's other people out there that are as crazy as we are. And watching the community rise together, watching your results, your life change, you live a purpose-driven life, you be empowered with money. Ah, it's so fulfilling for, for Brad and I and for Jimmy um, and, and for the rest of the community as well, because man, you just see someone else posting their results. I can't remember who it was, but someone posted in, in, in the Facebook community the other day that they just closed on their seventh property and everyone blew up and said, Oh, how did you do it? What, what's going on? What's, you know, again, it's just that reality. Well, if that guy can do it, I can do it. Right. And that's, we're in this together. Cause can you imagine a world 
where everyone lived a purpose-driven life, where everyone woke up and was intentional with what they did with their time, like the problems that our world faces would disappear overnight. Instead, most of the world, it looks external to themselves and hopes some government or some entity will solve the problems for them. The solution or problems is in each one of us if we're willing to be intentional with our lives. So that really is our vision behind Cashflow Tactics is empowering people with money, not to sit on a beach for the rest of their life, but to live a purpose-driven life, to invest back into a life that matters. Yep. Now let's go, let's go be producers instead of just consumers. Let's go be purposeful instead of sitting in rush hour traffic for uh, you know, two hours, three hours a day. Like Brad, when you talked about how all this stuff is happening, but your life is the exact same. Like it's just mind boggling and amazing. And that's so many of us need to strive for something like that. I shared that story with my wife and, and I was like, you know, Brad's life hasn't changed. And she's like, I don't want to homeschool forever. I was like, I <laughs> all right, there's some exposed. Yeah, not everyone's as crazy as I am once their kids around, but you know, but, but even that, that, that's financial freedom though, is I'm, I, no one's ever perfectly immune to anything, right? Every, everybody gets affected by things, but, like I, I feel, I felt protected. I felt safe. I felt like I just felt at peace with whatever could be going on around. And, and it, and it's, it's, it's not the money in the bank account. Like that helps, right? Don't get me wrong. I, it's, I was really, really glad to have a whole bunch of money sitting there in my bank accounts. Um, but it, it's so much more than that. And that's why we don't go to guys like, and, and this is what marketers used to tell us to do all the time is like, Oh, just like, go teach you how to do real estate or go like take companies public. Like just like, just do the thing that you're good at. Like, but that really wouldn't serve. Cause guys, I could tell you how to go like, especially right now, like, Holy crap, you guys, I could tell you how to like print money out of thin air tomorrow, but it wouldn't help because you wouldn't have the frameworks. You wouldn't have the formulas. You wouldn't have asked yourself the questions. What do I really want? You wouldn't know even what target we're shooting for. And the other thing I think about is like, you'd be like a dog chasing cars. And I got this from the Batman movie. Joker said this. He's like, I'm, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I don't even know what I do if I caught it. Yep. Like, that's what people are with money. They don't even know what they would do with it. Like I, I kind of got after a friend of mine, made a post on Facebook of like, who's doubling down on the market? And I left this big rant about like, okay, so you throw a hundred grand at the market and it goes back up 30% and you win. What changed? Great. You got another 30 grand, but what changed? It's not that you're missing money. It's that you're missing the frameworks. You're missing the right questions. You're missing, you're missing the outcome. And that's what we're trying to get across to everybody. That's why I feel at peace and so comfortable that my life hasn't changed. Now, fortunately, my, my tree has borne fruit of this and I have the money to be able to show for it. But what really kept like, and, and I went through this conversation with Jimmy in detail in our, when this whole crisis started to hit, we played the game. What if we're like, all right, all our money's gone. All our rentals are gone. Our business collapses. What do we do? And it didn't freak us out. Cause we just went to the framework. We went mindset, skill sets, networks. We went through it. How would we earn money? How would, what networks would we tap into? What would we start leveraging? How would we start putting this together? And I had a plan on paper to be right back where I was within a couple of years. I'm like, Oh, all right. I can make it that long. I'm good. I don't, I'm, I'm good. Had nothing to do with the bank accounts. It had to do with the knowledge that we have. 
that's the actual story I shared with my wife on you guys all sat down and played the worst case scenario game. Right. And I said, not only did he think, you know, before everyone else did, but he got his team together and said, what if all this happens? Let's put a plan together. So we feel good. We're comfortable. We can continue to move forward. And we, and you've kind of, you took the emotion out of it, if you will. Um, while all the craziness was happening, plus your feelings, life. I haven't feelings don't fit in spreadsheets. I don't know where to put those. No, yet. no, so it's it, the paperclip guy those. is gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> that that was the feeling guy, the little paperclip guy. Yeah, nah, advance, he's gone now, right? Um, <laughs> you know, but I, I shared that story, and then I just shared the story on how your life wasn't like flipped upside down, where everyone. I don't want to say everyone. 80% of the people out there, like they don't even know what to do right now because they use school as daycare, call it what it is. Now there's no school probably till fall. So what, what happens to their life? How are they going to have an income? Yep. What, what happens and, to those single moms, right? And, and their lifestyle is funded by the bankers, right? Yeah. By loans and, and then their monthly income is what keep that they're living paycheck to paycheck. Like they don't have, they, they buy things just when they run out instead of replacing a store of what they yep. had before. Like the way we've been taught to live in this instant on demand when I want it right now mentality has made us fragile Yep. as a society. And even if you go a level beyond that, like I fortunately live in a pretty tight knit community, but there are people who have never talked to their neighbors ever. Right. And so not even just financially, but what about our relationships? Like how fragile is like, if you needed help right now, do you even know who you'd go to? Like we've, we have become such a fragile society that to me, this epidemic has nothing to do with a virus. Now, again, I'm not a doctor. I can't speak to what it would be like to have it or anything like that, but that's not why we're all freaking out. We're freaking out because we're exposed. We're yes. exposed as to how fragile we are to any change. Part of that, that, that conversation that you guys uh, had the other day regarding the black swan piece, um, can you go into a little detail on that for, for the listeners? Was there anything specific or just kind of a... No, just like you little things. You're like, oh, I, I, didn't, yeah, I was exposed. I didn't have necessarily mm -hmm. enough cash. So I, I got my cash reserve, right? Yeah. I didn't have, like even your black swan on the book. Like, hey, I should probably have certain books up to increase the mindset or yep. skill set, right? So, so the, the, the idea behind a black swan is it, it's something that you nor anyone can see coming, right? None of us could see this virus coming, right? And, or neither even the impact or the response or all of that. So it's, it's by definition, we can't plan for it, right? Um, and those are the ones that, that shock, you know, much bigger than locally, right? Those are the, the, the worldwide type shocks that, that, that that's called a black swan event. And we, we went through two real processes and then a lot of outcomes came from it. The first is, we sat down and wrote down all the ways where I felt exposed, right? Like if this happened, if this happened, if this happened, if this happened, I don't feel safe here, 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 here. And then so that we don't live in that scarcity and fear for the rest of time, we then went over to the other side and started going through where was I prepared? Where are my strengths? What assets do I have? Not just financial, but mental and, and network and all of that and line that up. And then we kind of compared those and said, oh, cool. This one takes care of that. That takes care of this. This takes care of this. And that allows us to then build out a plan right? So to your example, right? One place I felt very, very comfortable is for my business. I have six months payroll in the bank. 
So I didn't need government assistance to keep my doors open or anything like that. So I didn't need to wait in, we were good. Like that, that was an area that we were really strong. An area that we were really weak in the business was you're not good at the Insta tweets or the Facebooks or the marketing side of it. And I like, we had a met, like we could have, like we wish we could have taken advantage of the noise that could have been created from this a little bit better. And we, we kind of, we, we identified specifically some areas and, and we're not talking like, we're not as proactive with our clients as we really could have been to where, Hey, if we had no new clients coming in, well, clearly I should be talking to my existing clients a lot more than I am. Right. So that exposed going through that saying, what if we never get another client? What do we do? Well, I got, I got a couple thousand clients right here. Oh my gosh, there are people I haven't talked to for way too long. Let's get a plan on paper. Let's start working that. Yeah. Right. So, so that's what came out of that. And then the, the reading list actually was a byproduct of all of this that as we were doing it, we were all talking about, oh, remember we read this? Oh, remember that? Remember that? Like we went back to frameworks we had constructed. And so then I looked at my bookshelf one day and like all the titles popped out of the frameworks that I was using to navigate the crisis. And I was like, okay, I got it. Like, I'm just going to list these all out. And it's not the best books I've ever read list. It's my crisis reading list that gave me the frameworks because just like we said before, advice is very dangerous. You don't want to take advice. You want to learn frameworks, yes. right? And if you go to the news without a strong framework right now, you're going to be convinced of whatever the person talking about wants you to be convinced of because they're reporting on the things. Nobody can say everything that's going on. You never get a comprehensive picture. You get what that person has looked at and filtered through and is sharing with you right now, good or bad, right? So what you need, especially in a crisis, is you needed a strong enough framework that I can go watch the news for 30 minutes, grab the pieces that I can put my hands around and make sense, and then go plug it back into my framework to say, how do I respond? What do I do with it, right? And that's where we're really empowered, whether it's money or in any conversation, is we have to, and those who build stronger mental frameworks that they can run through faster win the game. I mean, that's it. So that was the that was the reading list that came out of that it was like, okay, which, what frameworks am I relying on right now? Where did I learn them? Um, that, that's what we shared before. Cause that's, that's not a concept we're taught. We're taught in school to get the right answer. Yeah. Right. But that's ne- like, by definition, we don't have the answer in life because the problem we're facing has never been faced before because it's new. And that's where a framework can help us solve new problems. Cause we can take it and plug it back into the framework. And that's, that's ultimately what you need to get out of this crisis or, or any education or any program that you're in is what are the frameworks I'm learning and how can I learn to repeat those faster and faster and faster to get my outcomes. Yeah, I love that. I think, I think you shared with us that you felt exposed with water. So you yeah. went out and bought water, right? Yeah. It was pretty, pretty easy solve right there. Pretty easy solve. Yeah. Um, and we had a, here in Utah, we had an earthquake overlap this as well. Yeah. So we kind of got a double whammy. That's where I was like, whoa, okay, I have food. I have toilet paper. I have cash. I actually yeah. didn't have quite as much cash as I wanted. So I went, cause then, cause I was both of those things that I was like, wait a minute, this food is useless to me. If I don't have anything to drink, I gotta get right. water. So though it's, that's where it becomes an opportunity. And now I feel better than yeah. I did before well, the crisis. And you mentioned something about the news. I think it's, I think it's interesting. My wife and I play this game where we'll watch one news channel and then we flip it over to the other news channel. They're talking about the same thing but you would have absolutely no idea it was the same thing because of how they're talking about it and how polarly opposite those conversations are happening. So I think it's almost dangerous if people are just sitting on 
the couch watching news 24 hours a day. Because last time I checked, a 24-hour news channel sounds a lot like entertainment. <laughs> right? And, and it that, is. That's, I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to separate. I mean, we always talk about the separation of the rich and the poor and you know yeah. the haves and the have-nots. But the biggest separation that's going to come out of this crisis is, is people that live, find a way to use the frameworks that Brad was talking about to live in a state of abundance despite what is going around them. Because yes. the predominant long-term um, implication of this, this entire coronavirus thing is fear. And that fear is going to perpetuate for months, years, and generations down the road. Just like the Great Depression, that fear, that anxiety, that our life is fragile, I can't be around other people, I don't have enough money in the bank, whatever it is, that fear is going to perpetuate unless you proactively step up and say, look, I'm looking, because you and I can look at the same facts in life and have two completely different stories that we tell, and it comes back to our paradigm. So Absolutely. the paradigm that needs to be worked on for people is abundance versus scarcity. And abundance doesn't mean you have everything, but like Brad, you have a framework to plug into and say, where am I feeling anxiety and how do I address it? How do I acknowledge it and how do I address it? Yeah, I think the scarcity mindset. Um, if you, like all of us can have either scarcity or abundance, right? But if, if you guys, if you can go in with a plan, right? Just like we've been talking, like, hey, I am a little bit exposed here and I'm going to figure out the plan and then I'm better, right? Then you're never, then you're not going to have any kind of scarcity mindset over that specific thing. Anxiety around it, right? If more more yeah. of us can take time to reflect, take time to, to plan out and then move forward, uh, then we'll get away from this fear. And, you know, I know there's some, there's so much fear out there that we all just need to, to figure it out. But, um, well, all right. So I know we've been going is not watch the 24 hour news cycle. That's yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's skill sets network. If you want to raise the level of abundance, get around abundant people. So I, I, one thing I'm going to say, and then I'll, Corey, you can, I'll turn it back over to you is, uh, I told my wife, we were watching the local news and literally the camera was on like an iPhone 8 FaceTiming someone else for an interview. And I was like, is this seriously what we're watching right now? Like, <laughs> is, this, is this where we're at? Like I'm watching someone's iPhone 8 on a FaceTime interview? Really? Yeah. Like, I would rather watch SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the same Better amount of content. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So... I know we've been going a long time here. A couple things uh, before we wrap up. I just want to talk one more time. Rise up, live free. And the, the logo with the foundation. And if, if, if you guys uh, can share the thoughts, the beliefs uh, around that. Yeah. Um, we put this together so, so, so intentionally. And, and, you know, we put it together after years of testing on ourselves and with other people. Living free is a, a, it's a common desire among people, but it's definitely a common desire among the people that are attracted to this message. So living free isn't retirement. Living free is living a purpose-driven life. And we're very clear about what, what that is. Um, but before that will ever happen, it's you have to rise up. You have to become the solution to your problem. You have to become the person that's capable of building and generating freedom in your life. And for many people, that's, that's the awakening. That's the heart that, I mean, it sounds nice to be financially free in 10 years or less, but that's what we were talking about earlier. We get them into our community and then we give them a dose of reality. And the dose of reality is you have to become the person necessary. And then the triangle, that's the framework. 
right? And, and you guys will learn a lot more about that as you go through the education. But if you think about it, money is just a tool. It's not good or bad. Right now, it's a tool that most people are ill-prepared to use, and they trade their best days, months, and years of, of their life for money. So we need to be very intentional with money if that's what we're trading our time for, but it's also the tool that's required to buy our time back. So the, the, every dollar that comes into your life should have a purpose. It should have a job, and it should have an intention behind it. If not, you get you know, to the end of your working life, like so many of the people that come into our community, and they look back and they wonder, where did it all go? I don't have anything to show for the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years of my life, right? And so the, the, the wealth pyramid is literally a framework. When you use the core four and the four pillars and all of the lenses that you went through inside of the challenge, you'll now have a framework to say for every dollar that comes in, where does it go to get the live free outcome? Every dollar that comes in, where does it go? And it just becomes a process that you know, dollars come in, these are the results I'm looking for, this is the system I use to get it, repeat the process. Well, and I loved, you know, I know we talked to both of you guys about the logo because I, I like design stuff. And ironically, until day five of the challenge, I really didn't recognize the, the little chevron underneath the triangle. And you guys so eloquently put it, that is you, right? If you don't have you rising up to be that person you need to be, you can't have what's above it. You just can't have it. Yeah. And yep. you'll see that. I mean, there's so much, there's so much that we teach when you guys get into detail, into detail on the Chevron underneath it on the producer revolution on the framework of the wealth pyramid. We just couldn't do it inside. Like the challenge was just yep. meant to shift your mindset. It was just meant to say, look, here's all the things you think you know about money. We're going to punch you in the gut a couple of times and show you that it's not going to ever work. Here's the different way to look at it. And now, now you get to choose. Now you, you can never look at money the same way. Now, what are you going to do about it? All right, guys, one, let's, one final thought from, from each of you, uh, if you wouldn't mind, for our listeners. Uh, there's, there's just so much great information that, that I know you, you guys have imparted with us today in this, the past four episodes. So if you wouldn't mind, one more piece of gold uh, and uh, definitely amazing stuff all the way through here. All right, well, I'll go first. Um, you know what, here's, we're, we're recording this at a really interesting time. Um, you know, we've never, I don't think any one of us have ever experienced the life that we're living right now, whether you're prepared for it or not, it is definitely a new reality. Um, and the one thing I, I'm trying to take from this myself is that life will happen. It's going to do what it's going to do, right? Earthquakes, pestilence, coronavirus, stock market crashes, whatever it is, this isn't new, right? Life is going to do what it's going to do. But we as the producer, we as the empire builder, the, the people inside of our community, me specifically, I get to look at life as it's laid out in front of me and I get to choose my interpretation of it. And too many people are looking at life as a victim, right? Life is happening to them. They're reactionary. They're hoping and looking for solutions external to themselves. Life, life is literally happening to them. And if they don't learn the lesson that this, that this crazy time is going, has the ability to teach them, they'll repeat it. The next life cycle will teach them again another hard lesson and those lessons get more difficult and more difficult as they go. But life is happening to them. For me, life is happening for me. No matter what it is, life is giving me the exact opportunities. Yes, they're not easy, but life wasn't meant to be peaches and cream. It's just easy sitting on the beach. Like Life is meant to give us the challenges that we need to become the person capable to be free. So as you guys are listening to this, I know we, we talked a lot of personal development. We talked a lot about, you know, rising up, 
look at your life, wherever you're at right now, whatever financial situation you're in, if you've been furloughed, if you don't have income coming in, if you weren't prepared, whatever it is, and try to adopt the, the mindset of life is happening for you. And when you adopt that mindset, life becomes a beautiful dance. It becomes a beautiful path to realize no matter what's, what's coming at you, it's there for a reason, right? And it's meant to help you enjoy and become the person capable that you're, that you're capable of becoming. So that's that, that would be my final piece of advice. And so for mine, um, I'll, I'll go similar to that, but just a little bit different that it, it is possible. Like this is achievable. It's totally doable and it's not beyond your capability. It's not, it, it doesn't take rocket science. It's actually fairly simple. You don't have to be a wild west gunslinger type investor to make this work. It is possible. There is a formula, there's a framework, there's a path that if you're willing to rise up and do it, anyone, anyone can, can make that work. And then lastly, on that path, the great news, because cash flow tactics exists, you're not alone in that path. You're not the crazy one. You're not the only one thinking that this isn't working or wondering if there's a better way or frustrated that things aren't working out. It just, so that there's a community to support you and it is, it is possible. We've proven it that anybody can do it. That's incredible. And guys, I cannot personally wait to jump in. And I know uh, we're going to get right into the academy and start learning stuff. I can't, I can't wait. I know Corey and I, we've been, you know, just bantering back and forth on over the last five days, uh, how much you guys have opened our eyes and the journey that we are now on. And we aren't alone, which is exciting. And I think a lot of people, once they realize that there's their strength in numbers, right? Yeah. And, and that way, it, when you plug into the right community, uh, your world changes. And, and it's as simple as your, I'm going to go back to social media. It's very simple around just your social media feed, right? If you're following the X amount of people, you're going to see all that stuff all the time. And you get inundated. If you change the people that you're following or you want to be around or you want to learn on, it's crazy how your feel, your, your kind of vision starts changing through your feed. You know, so there's a lot of people that live on social media. So if they just make those switches and changes, it's going to be a night and day difference that they can actually tangibly see a difference from. So uh, I think what over the next two weeks, 30 days, we're probably going to all reconvene and really talk about Corey and I's game plan and kind of what we learned from your guys's course. And we're going to be vulnerable here. We're going to, we're going to share exactly where we're at, what we're doing, how we're going to get to where we want to be. And uh, I can't be, I'm just so grateful and thankful that you guys are including us in, in your guys's group there. Awesome guys. Well, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Appreciate how serious you guys are taking it and I uh, cannot wait to see the clarity that comes from your game plan. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Hindsight Hacking on this special five-part series with Cashflow Tactics. Corey, as normal, I would give two takeaways and I didn't give takeaways yesterday, but we did ask both the guys to give one little tidbit to help the listeners improve where they're currently at. So I think that is my valid two takeaways for this episode. Make sure you listen to the whole episode.
Absolutely, absolutely, Ron. And, and those takeaways from Ron and, or from Ryan and Brad were uh, absolute amazing stuff that we all need to take that advice, uh, take that action. Uh, so last thing, go to cashflowtactics.com and you can check out everything that they stand for, that they're about, and join in their world to change yours. And we just wanted to thank you once again for being a positive member of the Hindsight Hacking.